to give this episode some necessary context. I didn't sleep well last night. I um, I spent the day yesterday putting a putting an episode together called Marker and Murder, uh, talking about the six month marker since the Beirut blasts and the assassination of Lukman Slim, and uh, I spent a good twelve hours on that episode, and um, I was on autopilot, so I didn't really want to process any any feelings per se I wanted to work and once I stopped working started processing some feelings and uh, and then around maybe 11 o'clock or midnight I um, I started seeing uh, I started seeing photos of my father included in the long list of political assassinations and quotes by him and uh, people sharing sort of uh, content. And I think my mind went a bit, uh, I don't know, I wasn't able to relax. And just a few hours later, <laughs> I'm here. Um, I want to address something that I repeatedly mention on the podcast, and I I say it in different ways whenever I meet anyone with any 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 influence on the topic. And uh, for anyone that's been listening or watching these episodes, it's sort of it's I've made it clear. I don't. Actually, it's not that I don't think. I know, I know that uh, Lebanon will remain ungovernable, dysfunctional, and in a terrible state so long as Hezbollah remains a militia. And the knee-jerk response is, I've heard this many times, and I sort of, I've been challenged on it many times, is that you can address corruption, reform, perhaps even accountability to a point without talking about that group's weapons. No. You can't. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You can't get anywhere. You can't advance those goals. You can't push through those legitimate goals. So long as the Lebanese state is hijacked by Hezbollah. It's not that the crooked, corrupt thugs that Hezbollah tolerates are good. No. They're terrible. But the fact is, there were some decent people the last three three decades, the last 31 years, since the Civil War ended, who paid the ultimate price for trying to do just that. Trying to take Lebanon to a better place. And they were killed. 
some of them were killed purely for being thinkers, not even journalists who wrote eloquently yesterday, uh, collective memory, but once they cross a line, and that line is set by Hezbollah, once they cross a line, meaning they want to, they want to, they want to implement some change for the better, and that could be Samir Asir in two thousand five, and that could be Lukman Slim yesterday. Once they push, they're killed. Hezbollah tolerates a level. Of, of dissent I'm not trying to be soft on them here on the contrary they do allow some breathing space but if that breathing space yields change to the way Lebanon is configured and I'm going to get into this they, they, uh, they eliminate their opponents the Lebanese state that we all talk about and want to fix and want to turn and reimagine and and basically hold to account in in the most basic sense it's not a state it's a post civil war disorder that was mismanaged by the Syrian regime for 15 years and Lebanese who either tolerated it to a point and worked within the system, and once they decided that it was time to shift gears and, and move away from that order, they were killed. And now we're going back to 2005. In 2004, there were attempted assassinations. From 2005 until late 2013, every single Lebanese politician, journalist, anyone with influence who dared suggest that Hezbollah's weapons are contributing immensely to that post-war disorder and the state's erosion and institutional decay and lack of any form of trust and that their weapons are indeed a major concern for everyone in this country. And they were killed. Hezbollah killed my father. And my father, his only concern, was living in the Lebanon that is decent. Not great. Not... Not... Uh, Not the Lebanon that maybe a lot of us yearn for inside, just decent. And he was working to that goal. And he concluded years and years earlier that sovereignty and decision-making, the basics, borders, security, destiny, if it was not left to the Lebanese, even 
decent state or decency is unattainable. And all these individuals in Lebanon were pushing for a better country and all of them, once they approached the issue of Hezbollah's security, apparatus, its militia, they were killed. So there's a lot of brave Lebanese that have died because of that group. The sympathizers, the, the apologists, let's say, um, I think it's our job to contest every stupid statement that comes out of them. You should be allowed to criticize Israel, you should be allowed to hold Israel to account, and you should be able to stand up against Israel whenever necessary. And you should also be able to stand up for Lebanon. These are not mutually exclusive. And I've had to drive this point several times. And I continue to do so. That standing up for Lebanon and defending Lebanon is not an Israeli interest. It's not an Israeli policy. And people that say that I think are misguided or they're blinded by their own preconceived notions. I don't think they're... I don't think... Uh, I don't think they have Lebanon anywhere in their heart. What they do have, though, is a skewed version of how to move forward and shelving the Hezbollah issue altogether at best, at best, on the, on the best side of that spectrum, if you will. Uh, it's, a, it's a wholly misguided approach. I don't think the issues, anyway, I don't think the answers are here. I don't think the answers are in Lebanon because uh, this is the familiar pattern and it's a repeated pattern and too many Lebanese have died. Too many decent Lebanese have died. Unjust, untimely ending to so many people for trying to fix Lebanon in Lebanon. So the answers are not here. I think the answers, for better or worse, and this is not a this is not a this is a bad it's a bad factor it's a bad reality the answers are abroad i think lebanon needs to be treated the way countries that were torn apart or had the potential of being torn apart were treated by regional conflict and i think uh trying to save lebanon and shielding Lebanon and finding a way for Iran to let go of Hezbollah is a very complicated task, but it's the only one. It's the only one that's worth uh, championing right at the moment when it comes to even the most minute uh, domestic improvements. We've tried 18 months demonstrating and the street has spoken loudly, eloquently, and we're waking up to six-month markers following a port blast where there's been little to no accountability and uh, another assassination. So the demonstrations, despite their dialogue and best efforts, 
the answers are not on the street. Uh, the answers are are finding a way forward for Iran to understand its security concerns without Hezbollah. Now, I don't know if that I don't even know if that can be done. And that I think ultimately requires a pattern of behavior by the Iranian regime, which we're not used to. Uh, but uh, if there is on, if there's one way out, it's it's that way. It's that way. Because um, this machine, Revolutionary Guards, and what was once a more critical part, the Assad regime, and Hezbollah, and other proxies as well, but particularly Hezbollah. Um, this is such a strong, well-equipped, um, built-to-last infrastructure that gradually, gradually eroded any chance for Lebanon's revival following the civil war. We're used to assassinations here. We tolerate them, and that's because we're we've been dealt so many of them that we express rage and anger and pain and sorrow. And unless you're immediately connected or you you're related or you're you know the person, you move on. And that's both, I think. A human trait of adjusting to violence it's a fact of political life in Lebanon and that's that's a that's the that's the tragedy that we've grown accustomed to this so it would be right to stop this pattern and it would be correct to demand a country without a proxy militia. It would be, I think, of everyone's concern to make that a priority whenever anyone is visiting or has any say in this story. That to save Lebanon, you have to get Hezbollah's weapons to become part of our history. The way every single militia their weapons are gone. All of Lebanon's Civil War militia, their weapons are gone. The thuggery remains, the corruption remains, the all the all the bad things that we know of, they remain. But these groups today, they're not all the same. They're not all competing militia on the streets of Beirut and Lebanon. There is one militia that determines War and peace determines the intellects that can stay alive so long as they don't cross any lines. It determines which politicians can survive as well and which politicians are best, uh, which politicians serve their hostage like scenario best. And they keep bringing these people back in. And uh, paralysis. Absolute paralysis, which is what we're living through right now, is, I think, 
I think that's the ideal situation for a group like Hezbollah. Where people are so so angry at the situation that they're they're able to vent it at anything in the country, but getting to Hezbollah's story, they can't. So it's almost like a, they're they're protected. And they get away with murder. And they got away with it yesterday. And it's true. Words don't die. And it's an old tr- it's an old saying, but it, it is true. The pen is mightier than the sword. We will remember Lukman Slim's words more than we remember Hezbollah later. And we will remember all of these people who were killed. We'll remember their thoughts and we'll preserve them later once Hezbollah is disarmed. Their thoughts will win over violence later. But uh, we can't enter a civil war we will lose that civil war. Everyone will lose that civil war. Hezbollah will lose it, but the whole country will lose it as well. We can't, we can't even express what we want from Hezbollah within Lebanon if it actually means a change of any form of behavior because they will, they will eliminate those voices. And we need... We need... We need a policy abroad that turns Lebanon into a, a place where regional, proc- regional powers do not enter the Lebanese sphere and are not tempted to enter by Lebanese actors either that would love them to be here. Um, it's really treating Lebanon, you know, the way Cold War countries were treated and spared. And it's dislodging Lebanon from regional conflict. And there's very little to compare, perhaps, between Lebanon and Austria or Lebanon and Finland. Or even for that matter, the way the IRA was disarmed in Northern Ireland or the way ETA was handled in Spain or the way... The way FARC is being reincorporated in Colombia. They're not the same stories. Not None of them are the same stories. But those are all countries that got out of conflict into a better place. And so did Bosnia. The Balkans, they're not at war. Lebanon in 2021, political assassination continues. Uh, my father wrote, he wrote uh, a missive because it was never published, a letter to Rouhani that my family released uh, the day after he was assassinated. And uh, it reflects on the need for Iran to reimagine its relationship to Lebanon without an armed Hezbollah. I'm going to read just the the last section of the letter. 
But if anyone wants to see and if anyone wants to read the whole letter, the link is available in the details box. Open letter to Rouhani. Your Excellency. Lebanon today is in a crisis on all levels. Clearly, palliatives are not enough. We need to protect Lebanon from falling further down a very slippery slope. We believe that this can be done only if regional and international powers, including Iran, are ready to take the necessary steps. The guideposts are already there. They were spelt out in the National Declaration issued jointly by all political parties, dubbed the Ba'abda Declaration. The Declaration had affirmed the objective of safeguarding Lebanon's security by 1. Protecting it against spillover from Syria and more generally neutralizing it away from regional and international conflicts and alliances. And 2. Completing the implementation of Security Council Resolution 1701. In our view, this would require the following concrete steps to be agreed and launched through a special Security Council meeting or a special wider support group conference. 1. A declared commitment by all other countries, including Iran, to the neutralization of Lebanon, as agreed in the Ba'abda Declaration. Clearly, it is not enough for Lebanon to declare desire to be neutralized. More importantly, other countries need to commit themselves to respect Lebanon's desire. 2. Ending all armed participation by Lebanese groups and parties, including Hezbollah and the Syrian conflict. 3. Establishing effective control by the Lebanese army and security forces over the border with Syria, supported by the United Nations if needed, as permitted under Security Council Resolution 1701. 4. Requesting the Security Council to begin the steps needed to complete the implementation of Security Council Resolution 1701. This aims at moving Lebanon from the current interim cessation of hostility status with Israel to a permanent ceasefire with UN security arrangements, which will end border infringements by Israel and establish complete and exclusive security authority to the Lebanese armed forces throughout the country. The vision and roadmap may seem radical, considering that Lebanon has not seen full and exclusive control by the state over its territory and over all weapons in four decades. But these are also the basic natural rights of any country that seeks to be free and independent. It is our obligation as representatives of the people of Lebanon to do all we can to regain those rights. For years, we have supported and will continue to support the right of Palestine to be free and independent. Similarly, we support Iran's national right as a free and sovereign nation in control of its destiny and its security within its borders. As a small but proud nation, we cannot aspire for less. Your Excellency, this is Lebanon's cause. We will do all we can to mobilize all the supported needs and deserves. Ultimately, whether we succeed or not will depend on decisions taken, not only by the Lebanese people, but also by others, including your good self. Admittedly, but also understandably, there are many Iran skeptics in Lebanon and in the region. We hope that Iran's choices in Lebanon can prove them wrong.